Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, hello and welcome to worship. It's good to be with you. If I've not met you before, my name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here. And if this is your first time to tune in with us at Kindred, we are especially glad that you've joined us. Uh, We want you to know that whatever your faith journey looks like, whatever your background is, you are welcome here. Uh, Our scripture for today comes from uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians. And uh, we're going to look at chapter 3, verses uh, 12 through 14. And it says this. It's not that I have already reached this goal or have already been perfected, but I pursue it so that I may grab hold of it because Christ grabbed hold of me for just this purpose. Brothers and sisters, I myself don't think that I've reached it, but I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me and I reach out for the things ahead of me. The goal that I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, um, I don't know about you, but to me, it seems like this summer has just like flown by. It seems like summer just began, and now here we are, mid-August, and it's like, where did it go? Uh, But that's where we're at, and I know that for almost all of us, what that means is that we're now in this season of transition. We're transitioning from summer into fall, And with that comes a new sense of busyness, and I'm guessing for a lot of us, a new sense of stress as well. You know, if you're a student or a teacher or a professor or a school administrator, um, it's a new academic year, right? Um, For for anybody who's employed just about anywhere, it's like a a new season of work that we're moving into in the fall. Even if you're just retired, you know, probably your schedule is going to get a little busier this fall and and life may even get a a little bit more stressful as a result uh, as well. We're all kind of in in the same boat in that sense. And I want to get us thinking today about something that can happen to us in seasons when we start to get more busy, in seasons when we start to get more uh, stressed. There's a trap that's waiting for us here that if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, we can, we can fall into. And the trap is this, that when we're feeling really busy, and certainly when we're feeling really stressed, it can be easy for us to get distracted from what's most important in our lives. When we're busy, when we're stressed, it can be easy for us to get distracted from what's most important in our lives. And when that happens, it doesn't make our lives better. It only makes our lives worse. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, A few months ago, I realized that I had developed this tendency that on days when I was feeling especially busy and on days when I was feeling especially stressed, I had this tendency to spend a whole lot more time on my phone. I would spend a whole lot more time just like mindlessly scrolling and and downtime in the middle of the day. And certainly when I went home at the end of the day, uh, if there was any downtime, if I wasn't actively engaged in some other activity, I would just kind of like as a distraction from my thoughts and and my feelings, pull out my phone and just start scrolling, not through anything important, but just like silly stuff. And I just started to do this more and more. Well, uh, there was this one night 
when uh, after dinner, I was sitting on the couch in our living room and it had been a long day and I was stressed about whatever. And so instinctively, without even realizing I was doing it pretty much, I, I pulled out my phone and, and just started scrolling away. And while I'm looking at my phone, um, at a certain point, my kids came into the living room and they started to play. And despite the fact that I hadn't really seen them much all day, I mean, we talked a little bit at, at dinner, but I really hadn't spent much time with them. Despite the fact that they were playing like right in front of my face, I wasn't paying them any attention at all. I was just like glued to my phone. And I remember at one point um, I was on Facebook and I just happened to be looking at pictures of some other family that had been to the mountains that past weekend. And they had posted all these nice pictures of, of their mountain getaway and I'm scrolling through those. And right about that time, my kids run over to me and they start pulling on my arms the way that kids sometimes do. And they say, daddy, daddy, will you come and play with us? Will you play with us? And for whatever reason in that moment, the, the irony just smacked me in the face that, that here I am looking at pictures of some other family when my own family is right here, right in front of my face, and I'm ignoring them. You know, I'm looking at pictures of, of people that I barely even know when the people who are most important in my life are, are right in front of my face, and I'm ignoring them. How backwards is that? And so I realized how backwards that was and I put my phone away and I played with my kids and that was the, the right thing to do and even the enjoyable thing to do in that moment. But that experience was kind of the latest reminder for me that when we're busy, when we're stressed, it just becomes really easy for us to get distracted from what's most important. That's a really important dynamic for us to think about as all of us are moving into this new fall season of busyness and stress, right? Because we don't want this to happen to us. Now, uh, here's something that you probably already know, but this is worth remembering, that for us as Christians, what's most important, ultimately, what should always be right at the very center of our lives is God, right? It's, it's God. And why is that? Well, it's because God is our creator, right? And God is our redeemer. God is our sustainer. God sustains us in, in every moment of, of every day, even when we're not thinking about it. Um, God is the, the true source, we believe, of our identity. God is the true source of, of our sense of, of worth. Um, God is our hope in the present and, and certainly for the future in this life and, and definitely for the, the life to come as well. And so for all of those reasons, as Christians, for us, God is what's most important. This, this is something that Jesus emphasized over and over and over again so many times. And in fact, there was this one time um, Jesus was uh, sharing the, the Last Supper with his disciples. And some of you know this story. It was the night before Jesus would go and, and lay down his life. And Jesus knew that at the time, but the disciples didn't. Um, and because Jesus knew time was running short, he gathers his disciples together to share this, this final intimate Passover meal. And in the context of that meal, Jesus is impressing upon the disciples, the most important things that he wants them to remember. And one of the things that he tells them as they're sitting around the table is this. This is John 15 verse 5. Jesus says to them, I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. And he says, if you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. In other words, Jesus is saying, don't forget 
as a Christian, as a disciple, don't forget that, that what's most important for you is remaining connected to me. In this verse, Jesus uses the image of, of a grape, right? And even if you're not a gardener, I'm not much of a gardener, uh, still, we, we can get this analogy, right? Think about a, a grape. What's most important for a grape is to stay connected to the vine, If the grape gets disconnected from the vine, if the grape falls to the ground, well, that that grape might get sunlight, and sunlight is important for grapes. They need that, like all plants, to to grow. Uh, That disconnected grape might get rained on. It might get water, and of course, water is important for grapes and and all plants to, to grow. But if the grape is disconnected from the vine, then it might get the perfect amount of sunlight and the perfect amount of, of water, but that's not going to do any good, right? That's not going to keep that grape alive, that that grape is still going to wither uh, away. Jesus is saying, look, that's how it is with, with my connection to you, that, that I am the vine. What's most important for you is that you remain connected to me. Now, as Christians, uh, we know that's true. And if we stop and we pause and, and we think about it, uh, we, we know that that's, that that's important and that's, that that's true. And yet what's also true is that we're getting ready to move into this season that's going to be very busy. And for many of us, it's, it's going to be very stressful as well. And there's going to be all kinds of new ways that we can get distracted from this truth. And, and we can start uh, forgetting that God is, is what's most important in our lives. How does that happen? Well, many of us have experienced this in, in past seasons, right? That, that school ramps up and in the, the pressure and under the stress of, of school, we can slowly start to think that our grades are our source of identity. And our grades are the true source of our worth as a person. And that getting good grades is like our hope for the future, ultimately, right? Or, or work ramps up. And we get in this, this busy season and we're trying to accomplish so much and, and without even realizing all of a sudden we're, we're putting our whole identity, we're putting our, our self-worth, we're putting our hope in our performance at work or our family schedules get busier. And that's getting ready to happen for a lot of us, right? And in the midst of, of all of that, trying to manage all of that and, and keep everything under control, all of a sudden maintaining like this perfectly balanced family life can become the thing that is our source of identity and our source of self-worth and, and even our hope. And don't get me wrong, it's not that those things are not important. School is important. Work is important. Family life is absolutely important. But those things are like sunshine and, and, and rain for a grape. The grape needs that, but it's not the most important thing. That grape gets disconnected from the vine and the perfect amount of sunlight and the perfect amount of water still aren't going to keep that grape from withering away right? Uh, And when we get our priorities mixed up, when we get disconnected from the vine, our hearts get out of whack, our lives get out of whack, and our sense of identity and worth and hope get out of whack as well. And when that happens, it like takes all of our sense of busyness, it takes all of our stress, and it doesn't alleviate it, it just multiplies it, right? Because if our identity is all wrapped up in school and work and and home life and and stuff, then then we're going to feel all this pressure to do more school, more work, more at home, more, 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 more. It's like this never-ending treadmill where we never actually arrive. We just keep doing more. Many of us know, I know what that treadmill feels like. And part of the reason we get trapped on that treadmill is because we get distracted from, from God. We get distracted from what's most important. So, with all of that in mind, here's a big question that we need to think about right now. Knowing that we're entering a busy season, we're getting ready to enter a season that's going to be high stress for a lot of us. Uh, Knowing we've got all these new distractions that are getting ready to, to come our way. What's our plan? 
How are we going to remain connected to God? How are we going to remain in Jesus in this new season? Uh, And here's the the answer to that that I want to lift up for us today. Uh, The answer is that it's so important for us to establish some healthy habits. It's so important for us to establish some, some healthy spiritual rhythms because our habits are such powerful forces in our life. And our habits can actually keep us connected to God. Uh, you, you know, a, a few months ago, when I realized how much that scrolling on my phone and that whole like stress response was, was distracting me from, from way more important things like my kids, for example, when I realized that at a certain point, I knew I needed to create a new habit in my life. And so now after dinner, I put my phone away. Like I physically put my phone away in that time after dinner. Now, a lot of nights, um, I wouldn't really feel distracted by my phone. If I'm like calm and relaxed and in a good, healthy place, of course, I'm not going to pick my phone over playing with my with my kids, right? But sometimes there are those days when I'm busy and I'm stressed and, and I have that urge to reach for my phone. And because I've created this habit of, of putting it away, In those moments now, I can't get my phone unless I get up and go get it out. But if I start to get up and go get it out, I remember why I put it away in the first place. I remember why I decided to make that uh, a habit because in that moment, my phone is not what's most important. In that moment, my kids are, are far more important. That's the power of habits in our lives. And the exact same thing can be true with our spiritual habits uh, as well. It can be so true spiritually as well. And all of this, all of this is why we are starting a new sermon series today that's all about healthy spiritual habits. It's all about healthy rhythms that we can go ahead and establish in our lives right now that can keep us connected to God through all of the ups and downs of the upcoming season. We're going to, for the next four weeks, explore four specific habits. And as we're moving through this series, I really hope that you'll think very practically about all of this. I really hope you'll think very intentionally and, and make a plan for how you can schedule these spiritual habits into your life in this new season. The the thing about all of this is like, I don't know what life is getting ready to throw at you. And you may have an idea, but you really don't know what life is getting ready to throw at you. I don't know what life is is getting ready to throw at me either, but I do know that, that if we can establish some healthy habits and some good spiritual rhythms in our lives, we can lean on those habits and those are gonna keep us connected to God no matter what life may throw our way in the months ahead. So that's what this new sermon series is all about. Now, having, uh, having said uh, all of that, having kind of set the stage there, with the time that we have left for today, uh, I want us to focus in specifically on the, the habit of worship, the spiritual habit of worship. Now, I assume that if you're spending your time uh, tuning in to this message, you're already a person who values worship on some level. I mean, there may be a few of you that are being forced to watch this or forced to listen to this by a family member or something like that. Um, but, but most of you already value worship or you wouldn't be tuning in, right? But the, the, the real question that I want us to think about is like, why should worship be a habit? You know, not, not why is worship important, but why does worship need to be done consistently in our lives? Why should we schedule worship in such a way that we do it, not, not just when we don't have anything better to do, but we do it intentionally? 
And there's probably a lot of ways that we could answer those questions, but, but here's really what I want us to, to see today, that it's, it's so vital that worship is a habit in our lives because the truth is often in those times when we don't feel like we need to worship, that that's actually when we do need to worship the most. Let me say that again. Oftentimes, yeah, when we feel like we don't need to worship, that's actually when we do need to worship the most. And if we've made worship a habit in our lives, that habit will get us here. That habit will get us doing worship even when we don't feel like it, which is often actually when we do need it the most. I know that's kind of abstract and, and a little bit dense. So let me like pull this apart. Let me unpack what, what I mean uh, by that. And we have to start with an honest truth. The, the brutally honest truth is this, that all of us, all of us go through times when we don't feel like coming to worship, right? That all of us have those days and sometimes those weeks, sometimes those, those months where we don't feel like coming to, to worship. I have those times and I get paid to do worship, so I know that you have those times as well. But let's look, dig a little deeper on that. When are we most likely to not feel like coming to worship? Well, often it's in those seasons when we're busy, right? Often it's, it's in those seasons when we're feeling especially stressed because when we're busy and we're stressed, we look at worship on Sunday morning and, and we start running the, the cost-benefit analysis on that thing, right? And we're like, hey, uh, if, if I go to worship, if I spend my time that way, that's not going to help me catch up on school. It's not going to help me catch up on work. It's not going to help me catch up on, on home stuff either. If I go to worship, it's not going to help me get better grades, it's not going to help me perform better at my job and, and lead to greater professional success. It, it's not going to help me accomplish more at home, right? And, and in fact, if I go to worship, then I might not get as much rest. And if I don't get as much rest, that's going to hold me back potentially. That's going to keep me from doing more school and more work and more home stuff in the next week, right? And so for all of these reasons, when we're busy and we're stressed, worship can start to feel like an obstacle, Worship can start to feel like something that is in our way. And when we're busy and we're stressed, the last thing we want in our lives is for one more obstacle in our way. But when we're in that place, and again, this is not pointing fingers. Look, we've all been there. We've all been there. But when we're in that place, oftentimes what we forget in those moments is that if worship is an obstacle, then what path are we on? If worship is an obstacle, what is that thing that worship is getting in the way of? If, if worship is an obstacle to us, what are we pursuing? Because it may be that we're actually now putting something at the center of our life that is not God. We, we may actually be prioritizing something as more important that is not uh, God because the truth is worship is not an obstacle to God. If God is what we're intent on pursuing, worship's not an obstacle to that. Worship leads us back to God. Worship is one of those things that, that keeps us connected to God, right? And so sometimes when we wake up on Sunday morning and we don't feel like coming to worship, that could be a sign. It could be a sign that, that we're getting distracted from what's most important, that, that we're starting to, to look for our identity and our, and our worth and our hope in, in something that is not God. And, and if we're in that place, that's not good, 
right? That's not healthy. That's when we're starting to become like that grape that's, that's falling off the vine. It's, it's not healthy for us. And so when we're in that place, and again, not pointing fingers, we, we all go through this at times, but when we're in that place where we don't feel like worship and worship feels like an obstacle, oftentimes that, that means that it's especially important, that it's most important for us to come to, to worship. That's when we need worship the most because we need to come and we need to sing to God and sing about God. We need to come and, and we need to listen for God's voice in our life and we need to pray to God. We need to come and, and we need to have communion with God. We need to come and we need to reconnect with our siblings in this thing called church, this thing that, that we call the, the family of God, because as we do all of that, all of that pulls us back on track. All of that reminds us that God is what's most important, not work, not school, not even family life. All of those things are important, yes, but they're not most important. And, and that's what worship reminds us of. Uh, that's actually what this passage is getting at here in Philippians 3 that we read a minute ago. That This passage was written by uh, this guy named Paul, and he was a very influential uh, pastor in the, the first century. And, uh, and in this passage, uh, Paul is, is kind of giving us a pep talk about all of this. And Paul uses a, a sports metaphor here, which I really appreciate because I'm a sports fan. Some of you are sports fans as well. So I imagine Paul in this scene uh, kind of like a football coach. And he's, he's sort of giving us a, a pregame uh, speech here. And, he, and he's saying, look, I know you got distractions in your life. And I know there are times when, when you don't feel like coming to worship. But, but he says this in the middle of this passage. He says, the goal that I pursue, like the, the thing that I'm staying focused on, he says, is the prize. And when he says that word prize in the original language, what that literally means is a championship trophy. A championship trophy. So he's saying, I'm staying focused on that championship trophy. Well, well what championship trophy are you talking about, Paul? He says the, the prize, the championship trophy of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. God's upward call in Christ Jesus. Uh, in other words, Paul's saying, hey, follow my example of staying focused on God and, and keep worshiping, keep refocusing on God. Now here's the challenge that I think we face with all of this. That even if I've convinced you that worship is important, um, and, and you already knew that, right? But, but even if I've convinced you that in those times when we feel like we don't need to, to worship, that's actually probably when we do need to worship the, the most, still, uh, even if you believe that, as I do, uh, that the next time you wake up on one of those Sunday mornings and you don't feel like coming to worship, and that's going to happen to you again, that's going to happen to me again, uh, in that moment, you're probably not going to remember this sermon, Right? And I'm probably not going to remember this sermon, and I'm the one who wrote this sermon. And that's why, that's why we need to make worship a habit. That's why worship needs to be a habit, because if we've made worship a habit, that habit will get us here even when we don't feel like it, which is actually when we need it the most. It's kind of like when I decided to, to create that habit of putting my phone away after dinner. As I said before, I don't always need to do that. A lot of times I wouldn't be distracted by my phone anyways, but because I've made it a habit, because that's consistent in my life, then on those days when I would be distracted by my phone, I, I can't be distracted. My, my focus is pulled back to what's more important, which is spending time with my family, right? Uh, so so the, the, the same is true for worship. Uh, 
The same is true for the habits of worship. It pulls us back on track. And so here's my challenge for you. Here's my challenge for you. I want to encourage you sometime today. Don't put this off because you'll forget about it and I'll forget about it. Sometime today, uh, I want you to think about what is your plan for worship this fall? What is your plan? How is worship going to show up on your calendar? How is worship going to show up on your, your schedule? And I would encourage you to, to literally put it on your calendar. Like literally make this appointment with God. Schedule this time to, to check in with God on a consistent basis because God is the most important thing in your life. And once you've made that plan, once you've got that on your schedule, then, then really stick to that. Make it a priority so that worship can become uh, a habit. The, the truth is that a thousand distractions are getting ready to come your way. A thousand distractions are getting ready to come my way. And we don't even know what most of those are, are going to be yet. But if we've made worship a habit, that's going to keep us connected to Jesus, our true vine. And it's going to keep reminding us every time we show up, every time we do this, that, that no matter what our identity and, and our worth and our hope, no matter how chaotic things get in our life, no matter how many different directions that, that we're pulled in, our identity and our worth and our hope are anchored in God. They're anchored in God. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and loving God, uh, we are so thankful to you that you are the true vine for us, God. Uh, you're not only our creator, but, but you give us everything that we need. You sustain us in every moment of, of every day, God, in our uh, busyness, in our, uh, in our kind of obsession with our to-do list and, and getting things done and solving problems in our lives. We, we often start to get the impression that, that we're the ones who are sustaining ourselves, Lord. Um, but of course, nothing that we do would be possible without the gifts and the grace and the life that you give to us all the time. Lord. Um, God, God we, we confess that oftentimes we, we get busy and we get stressed and, and we get disconnected from you. And like that grape, we, we kind of fall off the, the vine, um, Lord, and, and we start thinking that other things that aren't you are actually what's most important, God. And we can look back in hindsight and, and many of us can see when we've done this and we know the consequences. We know it only adds to our sense of busyness. It only adds to our sense uh, of stress, God. And so as we move into this fall season, where we've got a lot more that's going to be on our plates, Lord, we ask you to keep us connected with you, Lord. Help us to go ahead and establish the habits now that they're going to allow us to do that. And in particular, Lord, help all of us to think today about how we're going to make worship a part of our schedule Lord, and we pray that throughout this fall, every time we come to worship, every time we come to worship, we would remember that you are what's most important. We got a lot of other important things in our lives, but that you are what's most important. God, we know if we can stay focused on that, then come what may this fall, uh, anything and everything that school might throw our way, work might throw our way, home life might throw our way, uh, we're going to overcome and we're going to get through because we're connected to you. We pray all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Well, friends, uh, before we go, just a, a couple quick things here for you. Um, if you're new to Kindred, I would love to connect with you personally, but I can't do that uh, unless you give me your contact information. You are anonymous to me online here unless you identify yourself. So I'd love for you to click the connect link in the description here, uh, fill out the form there, and I'll reach out to you later this week. I look forward to saying hey. Also, if you're local, we would love to see you in in-person worship. You know, there, there's something about giving God your undivided attention in a room full of other believers uh, on a Sunday morning that is so powerful for helping us to stay connected to God. So if you're interested in that, uh, get on our website. It's kindrednc.church. You can get all the details about in-person worship there. Uh, and finally, uh, we're getting ready to do a lot of new ministry this fall. It's a really exciting season for us. So um, certainly be sure to check out the announcements link in the description, and that'll keep you up to speed on all that we've got going on and all the ways that you can get involved in our community if and when you are ready to do so. Well, with that, friends, remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week and may the peace of Christ be with you. Listeners, this free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.